Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of Just Church Won't Cut It with the Josiahs. We are now on episode 16 and we are elated to be here again um, with everybody. We pray everybody's doing well and staying safe and staying in the Lord. Um, we do want to start off with making sure you have the contact information again. And if you have any questions, comments, or any prayer requests, or you just want to reach out, then you can do so. Email address is trenace, T-R-E-N-A-C-E, at freedomkingdom.net. And feel free to reach out. And we are always here. We can always talk about, you know, answer some of the questions that you may have. So tonight we're going to be talking about the topic of are you prepared? Are you prepared? Um, what, do you, what do you mean? Well, prepared. I got my suitcases. Suitcases. I got you my ready luggage. To go? You ready to go? I'm ready to go. Um, prepared. It's it's so many explanations or or answers that you could go there. Prepared physically for everything. Prepared spiritually, most importantly, for things to come. Um, and the time that we're in now and what's ahead and prepared financially um, could be another aspect. But ultimately, are we prepared as as the saints, as the believers, the way we should be in this time and, and, and prepared for what's to come? Are we ready? And that's the real question. And some may be, some may not be, but... Do you want to be prepared or do you want to be caught slipping and and miss it? And so when I think about a fight or the enemy, when the enemy comes, or if you're about to fight somebody, when is the best time to approach the enemy to have a victory, right? So whenever you go into battle, you're always going to look for an advantage. What's your vantage point? What's the best way that you can go after the enemy um, and win? And you, of course, you're going to hope that the enemy, your opponent, is not going to be prepared for you. Because if they are not prepared, then you automatically have an advantage. And so when we look at even boxing, fighting, mixed martial arts, or any sport for that matter. You really just can't get in the ring not being prepared. You can't, you have to have a training camp. Some people don't really have a training camp and they get in there and they just wing it. But most people who are successful, they practice, they prepare, they have training camps, they go to the gym, they work out, lift weights to build muscle. So many different things that we do physically to get prepared. And so we are here to talk about being prepared, but spiritually, guess what? There's work that you have to do to make sure that your spirit man is prepared and is ready to fight spiritually. To be prepared. So... That's what we will start out today. But the basis of what we're going to discuss, we're going to keep it real simple today. Um, Matthew 25, 
Uh, we're going to just go through that and just break that down and have some conversations as we go through that um, that passage. Yeah. Sounds good. Sounds good. Preparation, huh? Being prepared. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll start with Matthew 25, um, verse 1. So this is the parable of the ten virgins. And what's awesome about this passage is that there's three different segments in this chapter. Um, all of them pretty much have the same basis, but it's like a different perspective. Um, and this is Jesus talking here. So we always have to listen extra good when Jesus is talking. So it reads, verse 1, At that time, the kingdom of heaven will be like ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. The foolish ones took their lamps but did not take any oil with them. The wise ones, however, took oil in jars along with their lamps. The bridegroom was a long time in coming, and they all became drowsy and fell asleep. At midnight, the cry rang out, Here's the bridegroom, come out to meet him. Then all the virgins woke up and trimmed their lamps. The foolish one said to the wise, give us some of your oil. Our lamps are going out. No, they replied. There may not be enough for both of us and you. Instead, go to those who sell oil and buy some yourselves. But while they were on their way to buy oil, the bridegroom arrived. The virgins who were ready went in with him to the wedding banquet and the door was shut. Later, the others came also. Lord, Lord, they said, come, well, open the door for us. But he replied, truly, I tell you, I don't know you. Therefore, keep watch, because you do not know the day or the hour. Okay. That's big. Speak. Mm -hmm. That's um. Well, hmm. That's a. That's that's a that's an awesome that's an awesome parable. Um. About time, timing. And. <laughs> being prepared. Being prepared. Being vigilant. Being aware. Being alert. Being awoke. Now, now being woke, YouTube like being deep, like being extra deep now. <laughs> I'm not talking about that woke, but uh -huh. being, being up, anticipating the return of the master, the bridegroom. Be being watchful, observing, paying attention, tearing for the bridegroom, the master. Excitement. Um. Yeah. Um, so, um, in this, you know, in this parable, you see the two versions. Well, the two versions, the wise versions, and then we have the foolish versions, the ones who, you know, went on the trip, went on this journey to meet the bridegroom. They had good. They had. They had. They had, they had intention. Of meeting him, they had good intention of meeting him. They had their lamps, their lamps were lit, had oil in their lamps, 
You know, so they had good intention. They had gone to extent of sacrificing to meet that bridegroom, you know, going the extra mile, going, going to that extent of, of showing up and, and, and having a limp. But then out of the two virgins, we have the wise virgins and we have the foolish virgins. The foolish, yeah, the foolish virgins, we know, you know, they weren't fully prepared. They weren't prepared enough to bring back oil for the strip. And they weren't, they, they, they didn't consider it, they ain't, you know, that wasn't part of their plan. They just knew that, hey, we got our lamps on fire right now. And, you know, we're as good as good as go. But the uh, wise virgins now had, you know, prepared where just in case, because we don't know when the bridegroom could come. Just in case if he doesn't come this hour, if he's coming the next hour, I need my lamp. I need my lamp lit for two, three hours for however long. He's on his trip for for however long it's gonna take 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 for him to get here. I need to have my lamp lit, and I need to have enough oil to support the, my lamp being lit. So the wise version is wise enough to carry extra oil, and 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 prepared. Wow, the foolish versions, you know, they only had what they had. So we think about the five who actually did have enough oil. Like, we just look at, like, their level of, the level of preparation, right? So, like, when you, if you don't really care about something, you don't really prepare the way, like, it's just like, ah, eh, it's whatever, Oh, this test, I'm just going to just take it. If I pass, I pass. If I fail, I fail. I don't really have to study for so the test. So I get C. Yeah, I'm all right. I'm good. So you're just trying to make it. You th oh, you think it. Um, but, like, the ones, the, the five that actually said, you know what? I'm going to make sure I have some extra. Like, I want to be, I want to be as prepared as I possibly can to meet the bridegroom because it's this important to me. And then you have the other half who just didn't take it serious enough. And then they ended up being messed up at the end because they were not prepared. And interesting, it says, and he says, he replied, there may not be enough for both of us. Go ahead. And so, and at the end, it says, when they tried to get in after the door was shut, he said, Lord, Lord, they said, open the door for us. Did they get in? They get in? No. They get in. Yeah, he said, truly, I tell you, I don't know you. I don't know you. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. <laughs> so the other ones he knew because, mm -hmm. like, that, that connection was there. Like, they they waited for me the way they were supposed to. They came prepared. They they were ready. They mm -hmm. were they were seeking me. They were actually, they were seeking me. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. For real. Mm -hmm. And so, they knew him. So, mm -hmm. Preparation is key here. Mm -hmm. Knowing. But that preparation is knowing, like knowing him, knowing him and seeking him goes back to that. Knowing him and seeking him and being prepared for him. Mm -hmm. Because 
as you can see, time is of the essence. Because the time that you think you have, you might not have that time. The resources that you think you that you are confident about that you think you have, you might not have enough. So this parable is about not being com complicit. Not being complicit and not just settling for norm. Not just for the basics. For the basics. Not just settling for the basic basic things in, in this world. Not just settling for the world standard. Not just accepting the world standard. Not just worshiping Christ based on the world standard. Not just anticipating on Christ's return based on the world standard. Not just committing your services to Christ based on the world standard. Because the resources that you might think you have, you might really don't have that. And the time, the time that you might think you have, you might really don't have that time. It's critical. And it's life and death. And time and resources of the essence. And what this says to me, too, is that the more we seek him and we truly know him and are connected with him, he will help us be prepared. Absolutely. You know, like absolutely because they had that connection. The, the, the five had that connection with him. They were able to be prepared and have the wisdom to say, you know what? This is what I need to do. So. And then also. So now, so now let's look at, let, let's look at this parable, right? So if at that time, the kingdom of heaven would be like 10 virgins who took their lips and went out to meet the bridegroom. So if they needed to take the, their lips to go out to meet the bridegroom, then obviously it wasn't daytime. Mm -hmm. Obviously it was nighttime. It was dark out there. So their lamp needed to be lit in order for them to see mm -hmm. where they're going or where they are. So only those that had an enough amount of oil, a sustaining oil, are able to keep their lamps lit to be able to see through the dark or to be able to, to, be able to wait in the dark for this Rob Ron is coming. So then the foolish, the wise virgins have backup oils for their lamps so that they never run out. So that they always are able to see and be watchful and pay attention. Even if even when they fell asleep, they still had their lamps gone. The foolish virgins did not bring enough oil. So now they're out there. Ten virgins out there. Five of them wise with oil are gonna have their oil burned to be able to see through the dark until their, their master comes. And then the foolish five of the of, of the ten virgins are foolish, no oil. But they are out there in the dark, out there still. And eventually their lamps are gonna run out of oil. So their lamps run out of oil. Guess what? 
They can't, they're in the dark. They can't see. Or cannot be seen. Or be recognized because there's no light to for them for to, to see who they really are. And there's no light for them to see where they really are and where they need to go. So now they're confused and lost in this dark because they did not prepare to bring enough oil mm -hmm. to sustain them during this wait period. Mm -hmm. Preparation. Are you prepared? Yeah. Well, you can wait till the last minute when, when stuff hit the fan and we, or when he come to try to go get prepared at the last minute. Or try to find your lamp and try to find some oil. So the, 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 the five wise virgins, you know, like, we don't, we don't have enough oil to share with you. Yeah, it's not enough for us. I, my, I already got my torch burning. I got my light shining. That's the, you know, that's, I, I'm not able to share that light with you. I'm not able to, it's not enough to share it with you. So, so that's the part of, so, so what does that mean for you? That means that this preparation, as we said, is, is, is it could be on different levels. It could just be on, hey, you know what? A lot of stuff is happening right now all over the earth, right? Chaos, floods, fires, mudslides, um, mass murder. I mean, we can go on and on. Plagues. Everything is happening all over the land. So even just on some basic elementary stuff, are you prepared for the physical things that are happening now and other things that are going to come, right? Like basic, do you have flashlights? Basic stuff like that. We're talking about lamps in this one. But do you have flashlights? Do you have batteries? Do you have enough water? Do you have emergency food? Do you have weapons to, to defend your family um, or to hunt if you need to? Do you have means to make fire? Do you have something if you need to cook when the power goes out? Are you able to still feed your family and survive? So yes, we can say the Lord is going to provide. Yes, the Lord is going to take care of us. But he also, through his spirit, gives us wisdom. And in this wisdom, we use that wisdom to prepare. And it's the same concept with them. The wisdom that they had, the, the, the five that had wisdom that were connected to the Lord, had the wisdom to say, you know what, I'm going to get some extra, extra, um, some extra oil to be prepared. So it works the same for us being prepared as we're here. So basic preparedness. If you're not there, what are you waiting for? If you think something might not happen, so what? Still be prepared anyway, because you just don't know. We know that things are only going to get worse. And it's not like, oh, we're trying to scare people. But these things, this, this is reality. These things, you turn on CNN, turn on whatever news youtube news you see the devastation all over the earth but many of those people won't even prepare okay so that's just basic physical preparedness spiritually being prepared study your word read your word be seeking the lord and if you don't know him you need to know him you need to repent confess repent Seek the Lord and, and turn your life over to him and, and seek him and be saved and be born again. That needs to happen. That's the first, the first step. Yes. So being prepared, you know, being prepared, being the ultimate preparation 
is being prepared when Christ shows up. When Christ shows up, you want to be prepared. You want to be prepared because this, this is what is is all about. You know, you know, life. We have been conditioned by life and life situations where, you know, we, you know, have been trained to prepare for certain things in this world, prepare for certain things in this world to 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 make life easy for us or make life, you know make life great for us or make life, you know, not so easy for us. So we have been conditioned to prepare. You know that if you, you know, want to buy a house, you have to prepare to buy a house. You have to prepare, you know, get your credit right, your debts, you know, your, your, your you know, get your debts under control, you know, pay off your debts and, you know, uh, save money. You know, the things, steps to prepare for buying a house. You don't just get up and just, you know, prepare. So the same thing with with, 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 with the ultimate preparation, which is Christ, Christ's return. Because this parable right here is talking about his return, that he's coming one day. No one knows the hour. But because we don't know the hour, we need to be more vigilant because we don't know when he might appear. Now, for the believers who are born again and are saved and marked by the Holy Spirit, that means that you have that torch in you that's, that's burning up, that lamp, that light that's burning up, that's shining in the world, meaning that that lamp and that light, that spirit has to be charged up even more and be more more, uh, 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 more inflamed than ever when Christ returns. Your torch has to be burning bright. As believers, now for non-believers, if you don't have any oil, you don't have that oil. You not you say you know what? Sound like the uh, the the foolish versions who don't have any oil. Period. Um, and on that day, I don't want want him to say to me that he do not know me. You know, I don't want to be cast out into the dark or left out left out in the dark. Then that means that you need to you need to. Repent. You need to repent. You need to ask Christ to come into your life as the Lord and Savior. You need to be baptized and be born again and ask his spirit to come in you to lead you to all truth and fill you up. Fill you up with that light. So we have we have that responsibility. Whether you whether whether you believe it or not, whether you accept it or not, that day is gonna come where every single person will have to face Christ. Whether you live for him or not, you will have to face him, and we'll all have to be accountable, uh, held accountable for our performance and the things we've done on earth to prepare for him, because he left us with guidelines and expectations and examples and parables and instructions and blueprints of how to prepare and anticipate his return, and it's not a secret because we're all... Uh, sitting here today reading the word reading the scriptures and talking about him talking about the parable so nobody can say nobody can say that they never knew or never heard it and that's why the great commission to get the gospel to the ends of the earth because everybody need to hear the gospel and hear this truth because this truth is what will hold us liable to 
our preparation for when Christ returns. So, mm -hmm. this chapter, uh, this verse right here, big. It's big. It's big. Mm -hmm. You know, we got. So, you know, who are you? Are you wise versions or f foolish versions? If you're wise versions, keep your 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 your, your lamps burning. Keep your oils. Keep it. Keep it going. If you if you in the state of, if you're in the state of foolish versions right now, then um, it's not too late. Don't stay there. Get get some oil. Get some oil. Connect with you know. Go buy oil. Get some oil. Get some spiritual oil. Get in your scriptures. Get in your word. Get in you know whatever services that you need to get involved in for the kingdom. Get you know surrounded by people that already have oil. That have torches that are burning already, so you can catch some of that flame. Get get closer. Get you know. There's no excuse. Mhm. Mm I agree. So we're going down to. The parable of the bags of gold. You're right, boo. There is no excuse. All right. It says, again, it will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted his wealth to them. To one, he gave five bags of gold. To another, two bags. And to another one, uh, to another one bag each according to his ability. Then he went on his journey. The man who had received five bags of gold went at once and put his money to work and gained five more bags. So also the one with the two bags of gold gained two more. But the man who had received one bag went off, dug a hole in the ground and hid his master's money. After a long time, the master of those servants returned and settled accounts with them. The man who had received five bags of gold brought the other five. Master, he said, you entrusted me with five bags of gold. See, I have gained five more. His master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. The man with the two bags of gold also came. Master, he said, you entrusted me with two bags of gold. See, I have gained two more. His master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. Then the man who had received one bag of gold came. Master, he said, I knew that you are I knew that you are a hard man, harvesting where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. So I was afraid and went out and hid your gold in the ground. See, here is what belongs to you. His master replied, you wicked, lazy servant. So you knew that I harvest where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed. Well, then you should have put my money on deposit with the bankers so that when I return, I would have received it back with interest. So take the bag of gold from him and give it to the one who has 10 bags for whoever has will be given more and they will have an abundance. Whoever does not have even what they have will be taken from them. And throw that worthless servant outside into the darkness 
where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Okay. Well, now this parable, uh, similar to similar to the first parable we just, we just read. So the characteristics of these servants, the three servants. So we have the one with the five bags. We have the one with the two bags. And we have the one with the one bag. So these three servants now, when I when I hear this parable, I hear the comparison comparison in terms of the servants action. So we have the three servants that the master had given bags of gold, given gold to. And before he left, he entrusted them with gold. Now these three servants now, they all knew their master, knew about their master characters in terms of his characteristics his 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 behavior the things that that the master consists of what makes him who he is they knew of his character the things that makes him happy the things that his work ethic they knew that so then you have you have the servant with five bags of gold that was given five bags was able to go flip that and come back with five more. Being good store. Then you have the servant with two bags of gold that was able to go flip that and get two more bags. Being good store. And then you have to serve with one go, one bag of go, who knew exactly what to do, knew exactly the things or the characteristics of his master, but refused to do the things that he knew would please his master. He refused to do it because he's he he had fear. So the comparison, so we have servants, two servants here who knew the things to do to please their master, that the master would be pleased with when he returns, knew that the master was going to expect them to produce a profit from what he's given them, knew that the master was going to come back expecting them to be fruitful and multiply, knew that the master was going to come back to expect them more than what he just gave them. They knew that. So they prepared for that so that when this master came, they had the things in place to please him, to make him proud, make him happy. And then we had we had the one servant who had the one bag of gold who did not do the things to please his master. And he knew his master characteristics because this is this is him speaking right here. 
in Matthew chapter in Matthew chapter twenty five verse uh, verse twenty four. So then the man who had received one bag of gold came, master, he said, I knew that you are a hard man, harvesting where you have not sown, and gathering where you have not scattered seed. So I was afraid and went out and hid your gold in the ground. See, here's what belongs to you. So he knew very well that his master gathered, gathered things and harvest where he has not uh, sown any seed. He harvests where he has not sown any seed and gathered where he has not scattered, uh, he has not scattered any seed. So he knew that and he refused to do the thing that his master, the thing that would have been pleasing to his master on his master return. He refused to do that. So he, and then instead. He, he refused to do it due to his, his fear and his flesh, really. Mm -hmm. His flesh prevented him of, to do what, what he really should have been doing. Um, his heart, his yeah. heart wasn't there. His heart wasn't where the master was. His heart wasn't there. His heart was more with his within his flesh than with the master. But that's so that this being similar to the other one because this servant is different from the just like how the uh, the 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 the, uh, the 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 virgins the virgins just like the virgins they weren't the same. Right. They weren't the same. They right? weren't the same. So those five were clearly different because of the connection that they had. So. Like yes, he they he knew knew him, he knew his characteristics, but to know his heart, mm -hmm. to know him and to have that connection, to to want to please him, he didn't have that. He and did the not. other two had this servant's heart and they all everybody knew his basic mm -hmm. characters, mm -hmm. characteristics, but his heart and what pleased him. And so the other two their response to them was come and share your master's happiness. Mm-hmm. For both of them, mm -hmm. come and share your master's happiness. Mm -hmm. Like, come now and and be with me and join me and be in my presence and be in my in my bosom. Be be there. Join and have all that I offer now, because you actually knew me, mm -hmm. like the depths of my heart. Mm -hmm. And so, although homeboy, with the one and the one. No, he ain't no one and one with the one. Yeah, he was because <laughs> he didn't even um, try. He didn't even double that up. So I can't even say with the one and the one. No, with the one. With the one. Um, you know, he didn't. He didn't seek his heart. He he took what he what he saw and what he knew of him and the fear, fear, fear. And his flesh really just messed him up. His flesh um, prevented him from doing what he needed to do when he knew when he, he should have known better. Um, but yeah, he should have. But yeah, his flesh. He wanted to do what he wanted to do yeah. because I'm sure when the other that, that when, heart. the heart, but but I'm sure when the other servants were putting in work to get double their bags, it took time and work. Mm -hmm. They were. I'm sure they were tired, exhausted. They were yeah. occupied, preoccupied. He just want to take the easy way out. He, he what was he doing with his time? Was he, you know, was he just lounging, partying and stuff? Last second, oh, was he like 
you know, being lazy purposely to just feed his flesh. Like, what did you do with your time? Because you did, you have nothing to show. Your master didn't come back. This came with excuses. It was excuses. Like, when I was reading that, I was like, yo, he's just, all, everybody else was just like, hey, here you go. Boom, boom, boom. But him, he just started out with excuses. Right. But like, what was she doing with your time, you know man? What, like, it reminds me of, like, like Satan. Whenever Satan speaks, he always, like, he would, he'll try to give you a little bit of truth. Uh-huh. And then spin it. Yeah, and, so, and hide in between, in, in between yeah, the truth. And so that's what he called wicked. Like, so he come and he say, "Oh, so you want to act like you know me? So you're gonna repeat who I am back to me, exactly. and then try to make Good it be, point. and try to make it be acceptable. Like, exactly. oh, that's supposed to save you, exactly, no. No. exactly. And that's what he was so harsh on him you and say, you wicked, wicked. <laughs> lazy <laughs> servant. <laughs> like, how how uh, dare him? Like, but you didn't, you didn't even, you know." So, so, so being prepared, being prepared when the master comes, because we all have been given responsibilities. We all have been given. So, so, so then he's, so, so then, uh, um, 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 he said, uh, you wicked, lazy servant. So you knew that I, I, that I harvest where I have not sown no, and I gather where I have not scattered seed. Well, then. You should have put my money on deposit with the bankers so that when I return, I ha- I will have received it back with interest. And that there just seems basic. So that just shows that he really didn't care. Like, he could have even done that. And he just didn't, didn't care enough to do. Absolutely. He just didn't care. So being fruitful and multiplying. Being fruitful and multiplying in every aspect. So, say being fruitful. Mm-hmm. Because the things that the Lord gives us is not for us. No. It's for us to to grow it. And so, the gifts that he gives us, the blessings that he gives us, the anointing that he gives us, those things aren't for us. It's for the, the kingdom. kingdom. For us it's to for fellowship and share his goodness. It, yeah. And not, so that, that, that he's given us, it's for the kingdom, for his, but it's for our brothers and sisters. our sisters out there. Yeah. Because... Yeah. He told him, now come, come and share. Yeah. You know, come and share this, you know. So when we are preparing, when we are, you know, our light, our torch, our lamp is burning. It's not just for us. Bags of gold, bags of talents. It's not just for us. We can't get comfortable. We can't, it's money. It's not just for us. We can't just say, you know, my family's good and this is where it stops. We can't, you know, so, so, and, so. And, mm-hmm. and because as the Lord gives us and we know his heart, then we should respond accordingly. But it shouldn't even, exactly. it shouldn't even, like, it should be to the point where we don't even have to think about it. It should be automatic. It's automatic because that's who we are. Because his spirit is in us, it just lines up. And that's why the first two servants with the ba- the, the five bags and the two bags did not even right. they, they, they didn't they have, knew how to please this man without having to, to say it. Mm-hmm. The actions spoke. And the same thing with the with the, with the virgins. Exactly. They knew what to do because they knew him because the connection was there just through the spirit. Like it, like it, they were one. They were one. And so it was not. It wasn't a guessing game. And they, the heart was there. The heart connection. The spirit connection was there. And so. It's the same thing with us, and that's where we need to be all the time, is be connected with him. And the more we are connected through his spirit and to his spirit, 
it's unison. We are one. He and us, us and him. And we know what he wants. We know what to do, what moves to make. We know where where to invest, what people to invest in, who to pour into, um, and do what he wants us to do through his spirit only. And through his spirit, we are aligned with him. Yeah. We are aligned with him. So we know how to see things through his eyes, how to hear things through his ears. Uh, the faith and through him, authority and power through him, we walk in, and about abide in him. So then we can't get it wrong when he's when he when he returns. Because we always bent in alignment with him. Yeah. So then we have to, so then, you know, for the listeners out there, for the listeners out there, okay, we have to you have to ask yourself, which one of the servants are you? You know, are you are you the uh, the the servant with five bags of gold that flip that into ten? The servants with two bags of gold that flip that into two more, or are you the servant that had the one that that has the one bag of gold, and it still is that same one bag of gold. Nothing has been produced. It's been buried for so long. You haven't even visited it. Haven't even touched it. Haven't even thought about even multiplying it. You haven't been fruitful in multiplying like your your master. Your, your master would want you. You haven't been doing it. Are you? You know which servant are you? Are you that last servant, or are you the first or the second servant? And if you are the first and the second servant, then you're on track because you know your master heart, you know your master attributes and characteristics, and you are walking with him daily. You are in him, and he's in you, so you are on track. Now, for that last servant, if you say you are like that last servant, then right at the second as we, as you're listening to this, it's still it's still check second chance for you to go undig undig that bag of gold, that talent, that whatever God's giving you for His kingdom, go dust it off, polish it, bring it back, get back in your word, get back in your scriptures, get back in, get connected with 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 with, with, with people that's going to help. Your spiritual growth in the Lord. And be purposeful. Be purposeful. And you know what? And be intentional. Absolutely. Um, you know, as as you were talking, I was just imagining. You know how to say, if you don't use it, you lose it. Exactly. Um, and that that's true on so many levels. You don't use it, you lose it. Um, if you don't think every day and you just do nothing, or you don't write, or you don't speak, you don't move, and you sit there and you do nothing. Don't practice. You don't practice. You 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 lose. You lose it. Like you'll start to lose those basic abilities. And the same thing with whatever the Lord has given you. You don't use it. Like you can lose it. Um, and even with with money, you know, just think about like the dollar, right? Like if you just have a dollar and you just leave this one dollar. If you have a dollar in 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 two thousand, and then that dollar, that same dollar, is laying there in like twenty twenty one, with the dollar losing its value, 
You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And inflation and things going up. Like if you just let that one dollar just sit there and you use that same dollar, like in fact, it's lost its value. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. it's lost value because with inflation and with 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 just the dollar value, like over time, like if you don't make it grow and make that same dollar be be fruitful and you invest it in something, that same dollar could me be more. Could be more. But if you do nothing with that dollar, it will lose its value. It's going to depreciate. Depreciate over time. So, you know, it's the same. It, it, it doesn't matter. That principle is it's the, it's the same. Like if we stay stagnant, then we are we're going in a deficit. Mm-hmm. If we're stagnant and staying still, we are actually moving backwards. So, are you moving backwards or are you moving forward? Is really the question. Absolutely. And backwards is. We don't ever want to be going backwards. Absolutely, absolutely. We want to be going forward towards Christ, towards the kingdom. That's where we need to be going. So, are you going forward? And he said, whoever does not have even that, even what they have will be taken from them. So, if you did, if you're not doing anything with what you, what God's giving you right now, take it Even what you have will be taken away from you. And you'll, and, be held survival, you'll be held accountable yeah. and what you have to be taken away from you, mm-hmm. taken taken from you and given to someone who already has. Mm-hmm. Because you have conditioned yourself to be wicked, lazy, because and worthless. Your flesh, your, your flesh, all of that. Mm-hmm. So, 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 uh, so, so, so don't be the last servant. Don't be the last servant. Don't, don't keep your treasure hidden. Don't let your gifts and talents and that God's giving you, giving giving you for the kingdom. Don't let that gifts and talents be squandered. Because guess what? Whether you use it or not, if it's given to you, guess what? You are accountable for it. When He shows up, He's going to ask you for it. No excuses will work. The excuses like this last servant right here with the one bag of gold didn't work. It's not gonna work. Whether you accept, whether you accept it or not, it's been given to you. It's yours. So if y'all, if you have buried your gold, your talent, your gifts, your dig it up, dig it up, ask the Lord for forgiveness. Come back to Him. Get back in your Word. Get back in in, in prayers. Start talking to him. Repent. Get yourself right with him. Because he's going to come at a moment at a time when we're not prepared. And you don't want to get caught slipping because no one knows the day and hour. But we have responsibility. We have responsibility to keep telling the truth, telling the gospel truth. Amen. Amen, brother. Mm-hmm. So. so, third part, the sheep and the goats. Thirty-one. Um, when the when the Son of Man comes in His glory, and all the angels with Him, He will sit on His glorious throne. All the nations will be gathered before Him, and He will separate the people one from another, as a shepherd separate <laughs> That's a tongue twister right there. Um, as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats, he will put the sheep on his right 
and the ghost on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, come, you who are blessed by my father, take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. For I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you invited me in. I needed clothes and you clothed me. I was sick and you looked after me. I was in prison and you came to visit me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you a stranger and invite you in or needing clothes and clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison and go to visit you? The king will reply, truly, I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. Then he will say to those on his left, these the other ones here, depart from me, you who are cursed into the eternal fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry and you gave me nothing to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger and you did not invite me in. I needed clothes and you did not clothe me. I was sick and in prison and you did not look after me. They also will answer, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or needing clothes or sick or in person and did not help you? He will reply, truly, I tell you, whatever you did not do for one of the least of these, you did not do for me. Then they will go away to eternal punishment, but the righteous to ex uh, eternal life. Amen. Amen. Fire. Yeah. I just want to say something real, uh, real quick that for those who say hell is not real. Um, it's talking about hell in here. He's talking about, yeah, He's talking about you hell in here. That's a script. Like you, you say this scripture all the time about, um, heaven. I mean, about, about hell being created for Satan and his angels. Like this is like, I'm, I'm seeing it right in here. Mm -hmm. You say it all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hell is real. Hell is real. And he's talking about casting people into hell. You know, talking about casting the, 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 the goats. The goats. Everybody want to be a goat right now. Who's the goat? 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 Trending goats. Goats. Hey, goats are going to be cast into hell. Hopefully this message, this, hey, pay attention, goats. Everybody out there who's trying to be goats. They, you know, abbreviate it for, oh, the greatest of all time. Okay. Let's say, let's say and fool you into thinking that. Thinking that, oh, it's, it's just, it's just an acronym for the greatest of all time. No. There, there are goat mentality and there's sheep's mentality. Goats are going to be separated from the sheeps. Sheeps will be put on the right. Goats are going to be put on the left. And goats will be cast into hell. So, preparation, being prepared. Being prepared for the return of the king. But you know, but this this preparation right here, mm -hmm. like this is some preparation that like this is not something that you can just go and just like buy or just like really you can prepare like you can't really prepare for it in that sense. The only way to prepare for this what he's talking about mm -hmm. is by knowing him and having his spirit. 
That's exactly. the only preparation because meaning when when you run across these people like that's hungry, when you run across somebody that's thirsty, when you run across somebody that's in need, somebody that needs clothes, when you like those are moments that it's just like this, mm-hmm. where you need to if you walking down the street like and you see you see somebody mm-hmm. like that has to be an immediate response. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like that's not. But it is it's either going to be in you, his spirit's going to be in you to, to to say, okay, move you to respond the way Christ would mm-hmm. or not. Mm-hmm. So that's why they're like, well, when did, when did, uh, when did we ever see you? And he's like, it's not so much just me, but any of these people, mm-hmm. even at least of them that you either helped or did not help was me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the decisions of the arts. Yeah. So. The decisions of the hearts. That's it. It's the heart. So either I'm I'm in you or I'm not. Right. Which right. you either because I'm in you, you're gonna know me and you're gonna help me and my people and people that are in need because of the spirit that's in you, which is me. Exactly. So either you got that or you don't have it. Exactly. And that's essentially they didn't have it. Exactly. <laughs> and that's that's pretty much you either have the spirit or you don't. But you, but you know what though? This so this reminds reminds me also of the rich man that was trying to purchase heaven. Uh, thought that you know that that was trying to mm-hmm. you know, uh, 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 you know, follow Christ. When Christ told him to go sell, you know, all his possessions and give it to the poor, mm-hmm. he grieved. Yeah, that was too much for him. And he he refused. He did not. So now we look at the people that can the characteristics of these people that Christ is describing that he that was him. Mm-hmm. These are these are poor people, mm-hmm. people that don't have people that are at the bottom of the world, prison, mm-hmm. homeless, hungry, sick. The worst of the worst. These are not rich people. That's not billionaires. He's not talking about the billionaires. He's talking about the pe- the opposite people of billionaires. People, people who have nothing. People who have nothing. But we have the world got the whole world hypnotized thinking that, oh, the greatest thing you can be is being the richest person on the earth. Millionaire or billionaire. That, oh, you 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 have arrived. You, have a, you are accomplished. You are successful because you have all this money. But then Christ, you know, the, the, who he's describing himself. And, you know, and, and this makes you really sit and think, like, how do I treat these people that and you have to ask yourself that and really sit back. OK, these people that he just talked about, like, how do I treat them? Like, how, how first of all, how do I think of them? Like, what is when you think of them, where does your mind go? And what does that look like? And does that even line up with the heart of Christ? Where is your heart when it, 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 it comes to these individuals that that he's talking about right here? Right? Is, is your heart postured in a, in, a, in a place where you care, you love, and you, you share the consideration and the love of Christ when you think about these particular individuals? Or do you turn your nose up, walk away, and you too good to care, have concern, or to even help them? Because you feel like, oh, well... They in jail. They must have done something. They're not worthy. Um, what's your attitude? 
to them? Do you have any empathy? Like, do you care? So what's the posture of your heart when it comes to these individuals? Because we know what, where Christ was. We know what he said about it. And so we, if we are at all not in alignment with what he said, then we are not in alignment with him. And you're out of order. And you know where you're going to end up right now. So that's an opportunity to really, for us to really examine our hearts and examine where we are. Are we going to be sheeps or goats? That is the question. Saved, not saved. Spirit of Satan, spirit of Christ. And the thing is, and the thing is, So this, you know, this parable talk about how the Son of Man is going to come in His glory, and all the angels with Him. He will sit on His glorious throne. All the nations will be gathered before Him. So all the nations will be gathered before Him, meaning that the whole world will be gathered before Him. Meaning that that's a day that we will all have to face one day. Be gathered before him. Whether you like it or not. Whether you believe in him or not. Whether you accepted him or not. Whether you served him or not. Everybody will be gathered before him on that day. Period. So all you prepare for when you stand before him on that day. There, this, 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 this identifies and highlights the separation. Exactly. And so, some churches will will will, will preach and, and say, "Oh, pretty much everybody's going to make it, and everybody's the same." Like there, this this whole chapter is all about the separation. Exactly. And the separation of people that look to be together. Right. But they weren't the same. They, they weren't the same. The versions, all 10 of them were there, supposed to be doing the same thing, right? Right. But they weren't the same. When Tom came, they were separated they were by separate. their hearts. Half, half made it, half didn't. Right. And that's actually a pretty generous number. Um, Half, right? Um, And then... The bag of gold. The bag of gold. Like, they were all there, lined up. All right, here. He get right to leave. He gave him the gold. And all of them were there together. When he comes back... They are separated. They're separated. Uh -huh. Two of them made it and got to experience all his glory and, and his happiness and everything. But the other one went. Well, cast into cast darkness. darkness. And here we go with same thing. Some of them didn't really give us a number as to how many, but some on the right, some on, on the return, left. They were separated yeah. again. Separated. Gathered them all together. Separated. So there is a separation. Thank you. And we have to know that we are different like we may all be in the room together we may all be in the church together but guess what everybody is not everybody's not the same everybody is not saved and everybody's not going to make it and so don't be deceived to think that oh just because you're connected to this group or you're connected oh i'm, I'm with oh yeah i'm and and don't think that just because you're rolling with somebody who's saved that's going to save you because again we saw what happened in these situations. They were all together, but it's going to come down to your heart, your connection to Christ. Your lamp, your, your oil. Your, you, your salvation. That's your salvation, your oil. And your sacrifice. Your gift, your sacrifice, your heart. That is you. 
So it doesn't matter who you're with. It's going to come down to you and your heart and how you have you really surrendered to Christ. Are you really operating by his spirit or are you operating by your flesh and what the world wants you to do? Because we have to. The best way to be prepared is is to be connected to Christ through his spirit. That is the best possible way to prepare. How do you get there? By prayer, by seeking his face, by reading his word, getting to know him. Like you have to get to know him. And be consistent. Be consistent. You gotta with him. know him. You have to know him. Exercise your spiritual man. Read your word. Build him up. Pray. Fast. Fast. Prepare yourself for the king. Because the king is coming. What what's you know this I wrote with this this morning. I said, what are you building up your, your your physical, your flesh? Which one is more strong? Which one is popping right now? Is your flesh popping or is your spirit man stronger? Which one is stronger? Every day you need your spirit man to be stronger. Your spirit man has to be strong as possible. And if you are consuming your mind and your spirit and your ears and everything else with things of the world all the time, and you're not feeling and, and building up your spirit man, listening to your word, listening, worship, worshiping the Lord, your worship music, you know, praying, speaking to him, spending quiet time with him, meditating on the word. If you're not doing that, enough and you're allowing all the garbage from the world to consume your mind which one is going to be stronger your, your flesh and your spirit and so if you're struggling and you're battling like man i'm just ah, i'm struggling with this i'm trying to do right i want to do right well you have to look like what what are you strengthening are you strengthening your spirit man or are you strengthening your flesh every day are you giving into whatever your flesh and whatever your body wants are you giving into that what are you what are you doing that's the best way to possibly prepare. Because if you don't, if you're not connected through the spirit the way you should be with the Lord, then preparing for disaster, you're going to miss that too. Because he's going to give you the wisdom for even those things. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you have to be encouraged. Be encouraged. Said he, he said, he said, you have to be encouraged. You have to you have to push forward. If you fall, get back up. Don't stay where you are. Repent. Constant repentance. Repent. Get before the Lord. Come before the Lord. Lay everything before the Lord every day. Be hungry and thirsty for the Lord every day. Never get never have enough of him. You should never get to a point where you feel like you had enough of the Lord. Never be thirsty and hunger for him and hungry for him every day. And when you fall, get back up, dust yourself up, cleanse yourself, dust yourself, repent, come back to him, lay it all before him and keep going. He who dwell to the end will be saved. We have to push forward. We have to, we have to endure to the end. We have to endure to the end so that when the master and the savior comes, you are still pushing forward. You are still pressing through. Nobody said it was going to be easy. We, we still live in this world. We're still ambassadors in this world passing through, living in this flesh. So it's not going to be easy. It's us against this world. 
But you gotta fight the good fight. You gotta pull, you gotta put on the army, the armor of the Lord, and you gotta fight the good fight. And don't give up. Encourage, encourage one another. Your brother or your sister slip and fall. Don't just leave them there. Pick them up, correct them, help them up, encourage them, carry them. Help, help carry them with support and life. Speak life into their life. This is a time we have to be prepared. Be prepared because the world is at a place where that if God doesn't cut the time short, nobody's going to make it. Everything's upside down. Right is wrong, wrong is right. And the world, Satan and this world have taken over to usher us into a phase, usher us into a time that is in total rebellion, in total lack of preparation for Christ. This is the time for us to get Closer to the Lord. Cleave, cleave to the Lord like never before. Get into the words. Get, in, get into the word. Get into the scriptures. Because this great deception is on the face of the earth right now. Deception and distraction. Distract people from focusing on the Lord. Distract people from preparing for the Lord. And you might you might think like, oh no, like Satan won't deceive me. Like if you think that it's going to be just that simple, like you're missing it, like you're being delusional, like the Bible constantly talks about preparing, 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 watch out for Satan deceiving. Like he not talk, he's not talking to people that's not saved. He's talking to us. So if he is constantly giving us that warning about don't be deceived by Satan, don't be deceived by Satan, like he's talking to people that believe in him. Say even the elect. Yeah. We'll be deceived. So, which means that we have to be extra vigilant. No, vigilant. <laughs> we have to be extra vigilant and make sure that we are like pumped up on the word. Pumped like, like overdose of him. We have to be there to be prepared. For what's to come. Because if we're not, because things are going to get crazier. Things are going to get harder. Like we have to be able to withstand and to be able to endure, like you said, endure to the end. So we have to more of him, more of him, more of him. Like you cannot have enough. And don't ever feel like you had enough and like you got enough. Like, oh, I got it. Oh, I'm saved. I'm good. Like you have to continue to seek him. You have to continue to be reading your word and continue to learn and continue to be praying and continue to have more and more and more of him. Uh -huh. You have to focus, focus on Christ because you take your eyes off of Christ you find you find yourself sinking, just like Peter. There's a wave. There's a storm that's that's going on right now. There's a storm. There's waves that's uh, crashing. There's wind, whirlwinds, and disasters on the earth, and destructions and everything that's happening on the earth. It's all. It's all happening because 
because of the time that we're living in. In the time we're living in, this is the time that Christ was warning us about. To be prepared for. Be prepared for and not be deceived. And not be deceived because this is the time, the most busiest time for Satan. And he's definitely on a mission to make sure that we are distracted. We are distracted and unprepared. 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 Unprepared for Christ. Because ain't nobody else coming back. Muhammad ain't coming back. Buddha ain't coming back. Nobody else is coming back. I don't care who it is. Nobody else is coming back. It's Christ that's coming back. Satan knows that. He been knowing that. So the last thing he'll prepare you, the world will prepare you for is Christ's return. Because guess what? Satan knows that Christ said that he said hell was created for Satan and his fallen angels. That's hell was created for Satan and his fallen angels, not for human beings. But Satan know, know that he knows that he cannot be forgiven. He knows that he cannot escape hell. So in order for him to feel justified and feel like he got one on God, take as many, take as many souls to hell with him. Yeah, and that's his mission. So that means that the truth of the gospel, he will make sure that you don't get the truth of the gospel. Or by the time you get the truth of the gospel, you are confused with so many other lies. He will make sure that you are not focusing on Christ, that you are distracted by deceptions. He'll make sure that you get upset with the church and then forget about Christ altogether just because you had a bad experience with the church. Exactly. So all you prepare for the return of the king. All you prepare on that day. When that, when that day comes and you stand before Christ and Christ asks you, what have you done for me? What do you have for me? What are you going to say? And it's not about how, it's not, it's not, it's never too late to start. You can't say, oh, you can't look at somebody who's been, Doing this for 40 years and you say, oh, because they've been doing it for 40 years. I'm just starting today. I'm not good enough. No. That's not how it works. God's going to hold you. Christ is going to hold you accountable for what he's giving you. According to your according to your measure. So when he shows up, and he is going to show up. When he shows up and you're standing before Christ. What do you have to what what do you what do you have for him? When he asks you, what have you done with what I've given you? What do you have for him? What can you say to him? There's no materialistic things you can give him. It's not gonna work. So if you're the richest person on the earth and you stand for Christ, you, you can't say, Oh, I got trillions of dollars here, Christ, take that with cool. That's not gonna work. Now, if you're not a, the richest person and you're the poorest person on the earth. And you still don't have Christ because you choose not to? It's sad. Don't be a double loser. Don't lose in this world and lose in the, in the world to come. But if you are the poorest person on this earth and you already don't have anything, flip that and give your life to Christ. And guess what? By giving your life to Christ, turning your life over to Christ, guess what? 
You have inherited everything, eternal life, treasure, that this world cannot destroy. So, preparation, are you prepared? Are you prepared for that day? The day of the Lord. And if you are prepared, then keep letting keep keep letting that light shine. Keep burning that torch. Keep you know keep that lamp lit. If you are if you are unprepared, then you need to repent. Turn turn your hearts to God. Turn your hearts to Christ. Ask Him to come and be your Lord and Savior. Baptize. Get baptized. Be born again. To be a new creature and be transformed into his image. So then you are one with him. You are in him and he's in you. And then his spirit can lead you to all truth. And guide you to do the things that's pleasing to him. Pleasing to his heart. Pleasing to his master. So that when, when he returns, you will be in the category of the five wise virgins. You will be in the category of the the servant with the five bags of gold and the servant with the two bags of gold, you'll be in the category with them and you'll be in the category of the sheeps being put on the right-hand side of Christ. You don't want to be the goat because the goats are getting, will get thrown into the lake of fire into hell. And you don't want to be that last servant with the bag of gold that was cast into the darkness with this gnashing of teeth. And you don't want to be that foolish in the category of the foolish virgins that was cast out and left in the dark because they weren't prepared. So, yeah, well, that's all. Prepare your hearts. Prepare your mind. Prepare your soul to receive salvation today because tomorrow is in promise to no one and we love you christ and god loves you more